practice, jerk practice, sketch boys love to reminisce, yeah. Let's chant, chant we? Welcome to the Jerk Practice Podcast. I am Casey. I'm Hans. How's it going, man? Everyone? Good. Full? Uh, Are you, you know fully there's a, vindicated? A new, a, oh, shit. Uh, for the most part, yeah. Yeah. I don't know how. Did Physically, you, yes. You got Emotionally, the, no. You got the okay? The okay? Yeah. Well, that's good. Just had to call. Just had to call them. They're like, oh, right. I forgot. We should maybe have called you and let you know about these things. So, for those of Thanks, you... Guys. Yeah, sorry. For those of you that didn't listen to the last episode, go back and listen to the last episode. But essentially, Casey and I were both waiting on our COVID tests. They took a Coroni Tonys. Coroni Tonys. They took a fuck long time. Mine eight days. Yours eight days. I think yours probably would have went mm-hmm. infinitum had you not yeah. called them back. Oh, that's cr- that is so incompetent. I. You know what? I mean, there. Everybody. It's all so fucked up. We can't put it on an individual. But that's yeah. pretty. That's some pretty and big I, oversight, I would say. And and I think some of it is like. They don't mind it taking a long time because then they can punt any new cases to the next week. Because you and I both live in two hot spots. Yeah, to say the least. So there, there's no rush from anyone in this state to get them to get you a test any in with any expediency. Yeah, that's the truth. That really seems to be the case, man. Because the way Ohio is set up, it's set up like a video game. Where, like, the governor's not going to ever do a full-on mask order. No. He set it up where he's going to go by counties. So if the counties hit a level four, immediate shutdown. You guys are shut down. We're locking everything down. But if you hit a level three, it's like a fuck. It's like a crappy video game. It's, like this would be a this would be a Nintendo game I would have rented. Called you know the pandemic game. But this game's so fucking boring. Nothing happens. All you do is look at numbers and right. hit them down. So if, <laughs> if you hit a level three, automatic mask. Yeah. Uh, level four, automatic shutdown. So all they're doing is just come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. They just don't. They just don't want any more positives. The shutdown aspect is intense because you got to shut down again it's like fucking a but the mask part is easy and it's so much more work to go county by county how many people you got in the office just fucking lay it down lay it down and be done with be done with it people will be mad at you for uh, it's so stupid it's so stupid it's within we talked about it last week we all know it's like just say it say it and you don't have to put handcuffs on people. Right. You don't got to cut them a ticket. Right. But as long as you just at least very tepidly put your foot down, a few more people will be like, okay, fine. I'll put a pair of panties on my face <laughs> if I'm going to go to Walmart. Right, exactly. That's Which then just makes everybody's day better because you saw some fat white guy with a pair of panties on his face. Exactly. Yeah, let's make it Because he's making a statement. Jesus Christ. Yeah, we had a protest at our state capitol yesterday. Okay, we had something going on yesterday to, too. It, it was to protest uh, the masks. Wow! So a lot of these goons showed up unmasked, unwashed, to scream in each other's open mouths. <laughs> so it. good luck, guys. Good luck. Oh, that's the thing. I don't think we ever commented on. Um... Shit, I can't think of his name. Well, anyway, so the mayor of Tulsa. 
went to that stupid ass Trump rally without a mask or was the governor of Oklahoma. He was the governor of Oklahoma. It was one of those uh, important positions. Went to Trump's rally without a mask and now he has coronavirus. It was a governor because he's the first governor to test positive. Yeah. And he was like, I don't think I didn't get it there. And also, you know, he's like, <laughs> masks. I just don't see the point in taking away freedoms as he shoots a gun in the air. He was at the fucking Trump rally without a mask, unwilling to admit that that's probably where he got it because he was sitting next to Herman Cain's ass who fucking got it as well. Godfather's pizza magnet himself. Trump rally. Oh. Godfathers for Trump, pizza magnates for Trump, no masks. <laughs> There's plenty. Yes. <laughs> he got fucking coronavirus. It's like, <sighs> Jesus Christ, you guys. All these teachers, rightfully so. I don't need to... I, everybody knows where where I lay down. But uh, I just we... saw the thing where the... Sorry. Um, the teachers' no. unions no. are um, protesting because they're like, look... All your information is great. This was in Florida. They're like, fuck Mm -hmm. you guys. Great. It doesn't spread between kids, but kids are super spreaders to adults. They're like, why do you think they send kids to school with two packs of Kleenexes and some sanitizer every year? Because they get our ass sick every time with every cold, with every flu, everything. Like I get sick so many times a year. Why do you think they're not going to spit can't. that coronavirus right in my eyes? Imagine. Because, right, no, I think Ashley uh, told, she had read something and it was just like, okay, you send a kid to school, like, they're just going to run, the kids just run around screaming regardless. Right. So you send them to school and they're just going to be like running around screaming, I have coronavirus, and then lick everything, as opposed to just running around screaming and licking everything right. normally. So uh, I've never been sicker in my fucking life since I was a kid until I had a kid and had to go into spaces where other kids are. Oh, yeah. That's the sickest I've been in 20 years. And like you. So I can't imagine like talking with my brother, who is a teacher, like he gets so sick every time. Right. This sickness wave rolls through. He's like, I try so hard. But he's like, I'll turn around and I'll see a kid with a, with my pen in his mouth. Right. <laughs> I didn't know he came up to my desk to take my pen from uh, me. And it's in his mouth. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, Ruby's been like, she's like potty training. So she takes mm-hmm. these like massive Al Bundy dumps every morning. Like clockwork. It's amazing. <laughs> it's insane. But then she takes her little potty and she empties it into the toilet. Like a damn dump truck. But then she's like massaging the toilet seat and giving right, the old yeah, flusheroos. Like, yeah. I don't kids are kids aren't, kids are gross, not necessarily intentionally. They just like to touch shit. And they hate washing their hands. Because it's uh, one oh, step. Yeah. That's why yeah. people do the quickie, the quickie rinse after the bathroom. Because I, I, I don't got the like time. Great. Sure. That's why adults uh, go to bed without flossing or even brushing sometimes. <laughs> oh, You're like. Yeah. Uh, that 30 seconds. I could have been in the sack. By now. Right. Right. I'm not going to take a water to my teeth for 20 seconds. Right. And that's the, uh, like, there's a danger that I could open one of those gum sores, you know, one of those you puffs, know, and then I got sad. that tight sting. 
Got that tight sting keeping me up, keeping me from dreamland. I sleep with this toothache. <laughs> I should have kept the candy and packed it between my teeth instead of picking it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, doing, yeah, doing those like uh, that adds up over a lifetime, though. Case you spend a full week brushing those teeth, full <laughs> like... week of your life, so just as if that every minute you spend. Overly rushing is a couple days you should have rushed years ago. Right, that's that's the thing. Yeah, you, it's like your deathbed prayer. As soon as those teeth start rotting and falling out, you try and you just brush all night, but it's it's no hope. Uh, just, that thing red. just gleams. Oh God, I got a brown tooth. I got like a I don't know what's going on, but uh, I haven't been to the dentist because like my schedule. I try and go. I actually try and go get my cleanings now like twice a year and i haven't gone since this happened and i'm not gonna go like i said i had that toothache but that was like yeah which is amazing because that was right when all this was like going off we just shut down my tooth was yeah. killing me and i was like i'm not i don't even know my dentist. that was a point mm. where like i don't even think dentists were open but for emergencies and i was a good 24 yeah. hours away from calling it an emergency it hurt so bad but now I'm like, now people are like, oh, Dennis, you know, you got to be careful. They're doing a teeth clean. I'm not going to go just to get my teeth cleaned. And the point I was trying to make is where we're at right now. I'll just keep it specific to Charleston. Like the fact that people are like, well, I'll just be careful and go get my teeth cleaned. But then two months ago, we're like, oh, my God, I'm not even going to look at the dentist's office when I drive by it. It's so dangerous oh, out yeah. there. No shame. It, it yeah. is so much worse right now if you think about like going out and getting yeah. infected it's way worse it's way worse but i love i just love the american blinders just look at me like a mule with an american flag for a saddle with those two horse blinders <laughs> yes. on and that's 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 the american citizenry z right now just don't you guys want to talk about tiger king that's all that's in front of me right now. Let's just talk about whatever's in front of me right now. Tiger King feels like a lifetime ago. A I, lifetime I, ago. Uh, I saw a joke online and it fucking cracked me up. And it was, oh, it was about um, the uh, Iran was tried to take Trump to the Hague. I may have brought this up on the podcast. I don't think so. But, uh... So Iran actively was petitioning like the um, fucking what's it called Interpol. Yeah, the guys you see before your cassette tapes that talk about don't pirate or Interpol's gonna come <laughs> yeah, for right. you. Uh, so they were petitioning Interpol to help them arrest Donald Trump for the assassination, the drone strike on that. Um, oh yeah, what was his name? Sule- Soleimani. But that Soleimani. Uh, and I saw a tweet online and it fucking cracked me up, and it was just like. Oh, great. What a great callback to episode two of 2020. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's <laughs> it's hilarious. Like, it's fantastic. But that was so long ago. I was like, yeah, remember when that was the thing? Like, literally, the Donald Trump impeachment feels as long ago as the Nixon impeachment. I'm not like, right. it they literally feels sitting next same. to each other. Yeah. They should be. It should be Nixon Reagan with Iran Contra, Donald Trump, it, everything's just all of these fat white presidents have all just molded into one criminal basketball. One <laughs> they're just Jabba the Huddy looking. Dunked in history. <laughs> God, that is so, that is so right. Well, on. you were saying, speaking of presidents. Okay. You had the 
privilege of your city had the privilege. Oh, yeah, of. right. Uh, Meg was just actually giving me some updates. I don't know if you've gotten updates. You're, you're the one who informed me that yesterday Kanye West was in North Charleston, mm-hmm. um, which has its own issues as far as being incorporated from reg, quote unquote, Charleston, which is some straight up fucked up shit. If, if, if cities could be Confederate statues, let's put it that way, you'd wrangle it up and you'd, <laughs> okay, you'd pull it, it yeah. into the bay. Um, uh, bu- 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 okay, so anyways, yeah, so he had a rally, and I looked it up, and it was like registration only for people to attend. Yeah. Um, And the reason he was having it in Charleston is because he could still meet a deadline. As of noon today, and I don't know if he met it, mm-hmm. if he gets 10,000 signatures, he can get on the presidential ballot in 2020, mm-hmm. which is uh, cause he, more of a big he's deal on than the ballot think. In Oklahoma... Uh, so if he can get on, like, that's all just, he, he'll get on if that's what it takes. Yes. It's just popular opinion and money. Motherfucker going to be on that ballot. The amazing, yeah, the thing about South Carolina, uh, excuse me, Oklahoma was just, if you got 35 grand, you can get on the ballot late. Go ahead. I mean, which. It, pay, yeah, pay the late fee. You're fine. Which isn't like the worst way, in my opinion, for revenue, because 99.9%. Yeah. Of those people aren't spoilers, uh, quote unquote spoilers. And I don't think Kanye West can be a spoiler in Oklahoma other than I, I honestly, I think he can be in South Carolina. There's a lot that could happen and there's enough. Yeah. I'm, Donald Trump's president right now. Donald Trump is president right now. Any type no. of variable could make we. Every anything is possible. That's the way I'm putting it. And that's why you haven't heard a lot about it because he's on the ballot in Oklahoma. Okay, good, whatever. Maybe he takes a couple votes away from Trump. Right. Trump's gonna win Oklahoma. Oklahoma hasn't voted. Like I think it's never voted ever for Oklahoma anything other Dakota. than like it's just a hundred percent. So they're like, cool, whatever. And then South Carolina, like, eh, probably just gonna go classic Southern strategy. Probably just gonna be Republican. Right. Uh, but if all of a sudden he pops up on Georgia in in Missouri or Georgia or Ohio, maybe a little Michigan or Michigan starts to fuck shit up, then people will start like, um, yeah, but he was saying, I I don't want to misquote, but I'll, I'll paraphrase if you can, I'll summarize the little bit of information I got. And that was, um, apparently at his speech yesterday. First of all, let me preface it that uh, the the posts that are happening today are people in his inner circle um, mm-hmm. um, exhibiting concern for his well-being. So I don't want to sure. talk about anybody's mental health, whether they're billionaires or douches or whatever. He does have a history yeah. of legitimately um, – what's the word? Subs- pers- pers- per- what's not prescribed, but diagnosed – Right. Bipolar, oh, yeah. uh, you know, uh, bipolar disorder. So it is what it is. These are we've all been around. We <laughs> I'm aware of I, we're aware of what it's like. And it seems mm-hmm. like maybe he's in a in a manic episode. I'm not one to diagnose. Well, I don't know why I'm dancing around, because apparently at the rally, he was just it was just a long rally of um, being derogatory towards women of color. He was just. He oh. said Harriet Tubman didn't free the slaves, I heard that. which is, 
Actually, that's a fact, I guess you could say, right, in, no, in I don't, general. That's true. If you look in... Oh, no, that's not necessarily true. She helped some enslaved people Liberate. get freedom. Yeah, I take it back. I was but thinking the broader... write like, the legislation right, to right, do it, right. so I guess it, technically... It's such a dumb, broad, straight statement, free the slaves, but she absolutely... Let's give her credit where credit's due, but he said she didn't at all, which is an insane <laughs> thing to say. And then he continued, it's like hard to even repeat, but like apparently he then continued to say, nah, she was just another person that worked for the whites. And it's like, I'm giving shit to Harriet Tubman? Taking swipes at OHT, that huh? That is the stupidest person to take. I would love, please, Time Machine, I want celebrity dumb boxing, you know, Screech versus Tanya Hardy, and then I want Tubman yeah. versus West, because she would fucking... Subman. Tubman, hard submission. Oh, fuck yeah. Hard. She would, you, that, that's when you see the corners clear and they're like, get off him, Harriet, get off him. And she's like, I'm not doing it until I break his fucking arm off. I would put fucking Harriet Tubman in the ring with insert whoever's, uh, uh, Connor McGregor. I don't know my recent sport. Do you know oh, how she fucking kicked tough the shit out of that Harry Tubman? And you that know how tough you have to Irish. be to go back and forth in the Underground Railroad multiple times? She made a stone. God. Nerves uh, of steel. She's one of those people, it is like the fight scenes in like Deadwood. Right. Like, you're like, this is going to be ugly. This is going to be ugly. And then she sticks a butter knife in your fucking nasal <laughs> passage. And you're just like, <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, it's over. I I will go farther than you will ever go. I will go harder than you oh, will ever go. God. And I'm not going to fight you. I'm just going to stab you right in your face that, and leave it at that. It's over. Those are some of my favorite scenes where they really set up what's going to be a brawl to brawl hardcore fight. I mean, maybe one of the most classic examples is Indiana Jones where that guy's got the swords and they're going to come at him and he just shoots him, you know? But nothing yeah. beats like a good, it's about to be a hand-to-hand combat. <laughs> Somebody just, just gets like, like, whatever it is, quick. Think something to the throat. Right to the Something neck. in the eye, pen in the eye. Cause, God, that is Wasn't so that the funny. old uh, Damon Wayans, was that Major Pain? <laughs> wasn't that one of the big gags where he's going to mix it up with like a biker? <laughs> and he just straight up punches the guy right in the throat. Exactly, that's so funny to me. Oh, God. Uh, same here, I love that gag. That's... And in, I love in it. real life, it's not a gag. Like, I genuinely think that That's... is something they teach, like, um, um, what's the... Oh, yeah, they, like, if you take your two index fingers and just jab them at someone's neck... Yeah. Like, just boom, and just try... You don't even have to aim for the esophagus, just either side, you're, they're done, <laughs> they're gone. Like, that's the most basic... Right self-defense move oh i love how like old late teach old ladies to do that where it's just like hey give me your purse and she just goes yeah and you're like it's amazing how much we think of ourselves or just but we're such fragile skin bags like that's all it takes is as a little hit to the neck like when i got hit in the neck with the surfboard and I was like, oh, yeah, <sighs> but literally within 15 minutes, my whatever was going on internally, esophagus, whatever, was slowly fucking swelling and <laughs> cutting off my oxygen. <laughs> like, that's all it took. And that was me, like, walking the surfboard in and it hit a wave and bounced, skipped up into my neck. And that's all it would have taken. 
What happened to Hans? Surfboard skipped up off a rock and hit him in the neck. Was he riding I a hot wave? We... No, he was coming in because he was tired. That's like, I remember like being in high school, like, you're like, oh, you love Bruce Lee. Like, I love Bruce oh, Lee. Yeah. You love Bruce Lee. Oh, so you, like, read those books and you read old martial arts books. And there's, like, a classic bat. Like, this is thousands of years old. This is, like, Shaolin monks, like, move. It's called Monkey Grabbing Peach. And the move is, is just you grab a guy by the nutsack and rip his fucking balls off. That's it. And it's called, the poetry of it is Monkey Grab Peach. I love that. And you're like, oh, what is that? And it's like, nah, the guy ripped your dick off. I, that's it. And you're like, that's what I would do to a Mongol invader if, if I had a chance to rip his nuts off. If you're in danger, in my world, there's no doubt that evolution is real and we've evolved from primates. I'm not a scientist enough to know how exactly how that works, but it's so clear because when mm. we are in danger, we're monkey steals a peach. Why? Because yeah. if you watch a, a primate get into Monkey's it, they go for peaches. your fingers because if they disable yeah. your fingers, they can't you <laughs> yeah. can't hit them or <laughs> claw at them. They go for your eyes. Why? Because if you can't see you can't see you can't attack them. They go for your nuts because that is going to debilitate you completely. Like, that's it. They just go for, like, they, it's so obvious. Like, your your pe- yeah. penis and balls are, like, just so clearly vulnerable. They're just there. So They're there. vulnerable. Everything about it. The fact that that the, the greatest trick in the world is that... Uh, uh, that it's been a pa- the societies of history have been patriarch keys. I don't know who schemed that one because just in a biological level, men are just extremely vulnerable. Dick, dick, rock to the dick. It's a, oh, you you want to be in charge? Rock to the dick. Because once you get rocked to the dick, then you get rocked to the head. That's real that's easy. The, that one's that one's the finisher. It's A and B. That's like rock to the dick. Okay, gotcha. That's. Do you remember a biblical story? I don't think this has anything. to It's Cain and Abel, but they don't tell you that in the Bible. Cain hit Abel in the dick first, and then he knocked his fucking crown well, off. Well, that's what I'm thinking. There's also a famous story. I think it was about Ruth, who was being, um, she was being abused. <laughs> this is amazing. This is Bible stories by Hans and third-hand <laughs> Bible stories. <laughs> so I'll probably get something wrong, but I remember. It's just so vivid to me, and maybe you'll remember it, but it was this woman, I think it was Ruth, she was enslaved by Romans, and mm-hmm. and God came to her, and she, he was like, don't worry about the Kick Romans, the because basically it was like, Romans have to sleep too, so she just... <laughs> Like, God, like, gave her a nudge, nudge, and then the next part of the story is like, Uh, and uh. Ruth go into the sleep tent, and she took a hammer and stake, and came upon the Roman general, put stake upon temple, and hammered him! Like, so the guy was just asleep, and God was like, yeah, just take that hammer and that nail, and put it into his goddamn temple. Do you remember- Drop an AC on his head while he's asleep. Do you remember that story at all? No, <laughs> I'm telling you, it's real. I'm see. I didn't. I didn't get to read all the cool Old Testament ones. Like, I zoned out in like Sunday school. All we learned was New Testament stuff. There's no like, there's no Ruth Stakey Brainy. <laughs> there's no like, 
slaking your thirst on your enemy's blood. Oh, you just got all lepers and peace, dude. You got the hippie mm-hmm. part. I got the... Wash my feet with your hair, man. Just do it, bro. Old Testament's McCarthy. New Testament is fucking... I can't think of a hippie. George Carlin? I don't know. Who's a good <laughs> Who's a good hippie? George Carlin's a bad example because he's so acerbic. Um, who's, a, who's like a classic hippie? Because like, all I can picture to... is insert gif of hippie like cartoon dancing like do, 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 yeah. do, do. that old boob like the the common like stock footage they show of Woodstock of old muddy muddy knees getting oh yeah doob sick that's what oh you know what I thought you were going with doob sick it's <laughs> <laughs> the best <laughs> oh man I'm getting doob sick oh, like. Pocket that away for next time you're tooting a J, because you'll just <laughs> oh, get, you'll sick, you'll bro. make sure to make people cheese, man. Um, <laughs> yeah. But that was the thing because we were talking about the vulnerability of the human body, and you had brought up Bruce Lee. Did you ever mm-hmm. hear the rumor of his? Oh, he got dupe sick <laughs> yeah, to death. You remember that? That can't be true. That had to be some FBI Nixon level drug propaganda, right? That Bruce Lee died uh, yeah. because he was allergic to marijuana. He's allergic to marijuana. And finally, at the ripe age of like 45, he's like, okay, I'll take a toot. I'll give it a shot Literally at now. the height, the height of his influence and power. Like, he's at the point of transitioning from being a stage performer to being like Enlightened. a power broker. Right. And then he's like, no, I took a toot of a J and then then his ghost just flies out of his body because his eyes are X's now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then the other rumor was that he had cardiac arrest because they said he had created a device oh. that he hooked up to his typewriter and then it would wrap around his like core or his abs and his muscles. So oh, every okay. time yeah, he yeah. typed, this might be third hand Bible stories from Hans. Third hand no, Bruce this was Le- in that movie. Third hand Bruce Lee the movie <laughs> story. <laughs> but I swear I heard that he may have had cardiac arrest from using like you know faulty like self-made <laughs> exercise equipment. I love that he turned himself into a f- human weapon. What? Like the perfect human form, but he was like, eh, just second, just make it, I don't care. Just plug it into the wall, tape it to my chest. Right, there's no different. Like if Bruce Lee were still alive, as we know how humans, especially humans in the entertainment business, tend to age poorly and kind of take yeah. that dough where they need it because they didn't need that fifth house. Like, Bruce Lee would be late night marketing the old typewriter. Like, because oh, is, totally isn't that would, a thing yeah. where people, like, like just hook up to, like, a vibration, a vibrate, basically a dildo and a rubber band, and it burns calories? Uh, no, totally. My grandparents had one that they, it was, like, secondhand they got from, like, my great-grandparents when they cleaned their house. And it is literally, like, from the cutscenes from a Ren and Stimpy it's the jiggly belt. It's just the yeah. fat guy where the belt just jiggles and you stand there and it just shakes your fat as if it's going to break the fat up and it will evaporate. So those, to me, just for the beauty of like the history of exercise and wellness, I would love to have one of those like on display because those are – because you can picture it. 
but I've seen like it's just a stupid like double A battery belt you put on, and it yeah the the old no time, you same are concept. not wrong. So your third hand Bruce Lee story. <laughs> I know what you're talking about because it was in the Bruce Lee story movie. Right. That's what I'm thinking of. Where right? he was sitting at a typewriter typing and he just had this thing that – because I think this, the science of it was like – Contractions. You know, when you electric – it contracts your muscles. Right. So he was like, if my brain electricity doesn't contract my muscle, what if outside electricity contracts my muscle? Right. Then I'm working out without even working. There's, there's probably science. Which clearly just stressed his heart to the point where he couldn't toot off a J without <laughs> yeah. right. kicking the bucket. I heard it was uh, pre-Coroni Tony. Oh, he got the original. Oh, That'll be the are, new rumor. Is that rumor. what we're dealing with? The new rumor. Um, was he smoking bat wings? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God. They're, they're, uh, you know what? All of that, if uh, that could all get construed bizarrely. Um which, of course, is not necessary. Yeah. Uh, the rumor mill of his death, so we can add that one to the old rumor mill. What do you think? One-inch punch? Uh, real? Fake? Oh, did he get Did he get the five fingers of death? Like some guy brought it out? And... That's the other rumor! I didn't even think about that one, but I mean, they say Bruce Lee could could inflict a one-inch oh, one punch. punch. Yeah. That, you, you believe that, or is it all, is it all film magic? I think to a point, yeah. Like, I remember us trying to do it in high school. If someone just all of a sudden, like, one inch away punches you, you're going to fall back. I don't think he's going to, like, knock you out with a one-inch twist of the wrist punch, but... So you actually, you think, I'm displaying to Casey, so you have your hand like yeah. this, but then you go like that and then punch. You don't just go, hip! You, you do move forward one inch. Yes, you do. I there is a little. There's painful. one inch of velocity. Yeah. Okay. Verno got a lot of one inch punches, I, so we can ask him. Right. I will for sure. Oh my God! Yeah, the old one inch punch, and then I guess the other aspect. If we're going Bruce Lee all the way down the line, we got a Bruce Lee. Because I heard on our stories. Because he he had the old. Um, and again, I don't know if this is just part of his mythology, but the uh, basically the wanted poster out on him. He was like, any man who can beat me in a oh, fight, yeah. Yeah. I'll give him, you know, uh, $5,000 or whatever the arbitrary amount of money was. So at all times, he was being accosted by fucking goons he... who were like, I'm going to beat up Bruce Lee. And I, I, the thing I had read was one time he was with his two kids and some guy jumped out of an alley and tried to fight him because his kids were there. He just snap kicked the guy <laughs> through a fucking brick wall. <laughs> of course. It sounds like he, that's like... Which you want to be true. It has to be true. Why not? He, so he was in danger of getting Houdini'd, if you will. Right, yeah. Isn't that... I think maybe there's some Houdini in there. Yeah. Yes, yeah, good point. He's like a, someone just like got a sucker punched him and he didn't know. He's, Thought he could walk it off. He, uh... That's... Man, get getting back to Houdini. What a way to go, man. I want to look up... What does the guy that socked him look like? Because I got to feel like he looks like Hacksaw Jim Duggan or something. Just, Just some like a, meat, yeah. Arkansas backwood meathead who got a good... I'm going to knock you out. 
but I'm gonna like punch you in the face. I'm just gonna punch you in the kidney as hard as I can without when you're not looking. But it, yeah, it was him not looking right. So he like sucker punched him from like how much of a oh what a fucking I did it I did uh, it I did it. Do you think that guy the next day was like what 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 what? Like yeah, Houdini. He was died. my hero. I thought you know. I thought I'd That's become usually... his assistant. No, exactly. That's usually how that works. Was he was the biggest Houdini fan? Oh, God. So he was just trying to maintain the image. So I'm gonna punch you in your soft internal organs when you're not prepared. Oh God! What a way to. That's yep. But we're, we're he promised he was made of iron. We're, yeah, we're floating. We're floating around the fragility of the human body. It does not. Uh, yeah, the old. Um, the Monkey old fame won't save you. In fact, it, it creates your demise. It's like the uh, monkey's paw. Maybe Houdini really was a is. monkey's paw, man. You, like you want to be the that most, was the last the pinky. The pinky. Like I want to be the. I want to be able to take it. Like what kind of maniacs? Like I want to be able to take as many hits as possible. I guess going back to our like invincibility. A, a, a ninja takes it. Right. So that was that your last wish, Houdini. I'm a ninja. Ninja takes it, and he's like, okay. Uh, do you think, speaking of, if Bruce Lee were still alive, rest in peace, you think his trajectory might have taken him Trump style into the ring? WWF at the time? Maybe a sideman? Maybe, maybe a few exhibition matches? There is absolutely no doubt in my mind <laughs> he would have not been at a WWF event. You don't think so? Muhammad Ali was at the first <laughs> WrestleMania. Yes! Thank you. That's amazing. Huh? And Bruce Lee is more more sizzle and more showtime than Muhammad Ali was, and that's saying a lot. But Bruce Lee's a fucking movie star who could beat people. Oh God! Oh, his ass would have been. He would have been fighting King Kong Bundy that... for the Intercontinental Title. God, what a loss, man! What an entertaining entertainment loss that is, right there. If we only had like, here's my thing, because you would if if you had Elvis, you had a little bit older John Lennon and Bruce Lee, all those motherfuckers would have been at at in WWE for something. Okay, what what do you mean, John Lennon maybe commentating or sitting with me? Just being in the being there, man. He can't resist. It's it's sexy. It's fun. I think he would have appreciated the like third eye aspect of like. Oh, these guys are all in on it. Like I dig that. Uh yeah. It's like it it it's like the Kaufman, Andy Kaufman. Yeah. Yeah, I could see it. that. That would be like maybe he He could have been a corner man for old uh Ted Macho Ted Man. Could that be the best? Like John, John Lennon and fucking the Macho Man. And then all of a sudden for yeah, like all of a sudden George Harrison comes winging out with uh you know he's all of a sudden the side man for um i don't know jake the snake he's carrying the snakes oh yeah and then those two got to go at and then you got to have a tag team match then you got your four-way match where each beetle backs a guy oh you know you see that's why i should be in the room that's why i should be a beetle <laughs> Because they're not having the right kind of fun. Do you know how they need to have been at the exact same? Nothing changes up till that trajectory. Other than and John Lennon know, doesn't get is, killed. They're as famous as they like, always were. But then they're like, yeah. they announce a four-way Beatles ring match. 
Because the, spo- the spoiler is fucking Ringo coming out with the giant, and then the match is over. Because <laughs> yeah. the giant just runs you all out of the match, and Ringo gets his honor back. Can't you see? They're like... Something that they don't give the Beatles enough credit for, in my opinion, if anybody's watched, like, Hard Day's Night, which is super campy, the Beatles had, like, they had chops acting, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Like, they were weird and funny, but, like, especially with a black and white Hard Day's Night, yeah, like, they were, they could emote, and they were very expressive, because the dialogue was very, like plain and to the point so it was all like in their faces and stuff which is what you need to be a good Mm -hmm. wrestling character oh my god and each beetle dresses from a different beetles album (laughs) oh man oh yeah oh man who do we still have a shot with paul versus ringo the uh, we got paul and ringo i guess ringo gets john cena and (laughs) paul can have the undertaker I could, yeah. Or Brock Lesnar, Pride of South Dakota. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you got to keep it with two, like, I don't think Brock Le- well, <laughs> they're stinkers to me, Brock Lesnar and John oh, Cena. Yeah. And the thing about them is I respect both of them, but as wrestling characters, to me, they don't have the, they don't, I don't vibe with them. I don't care. Jean mm-hmm. shorts, John Cena, I never bought the whole, like, if you want to do a play on the quote-unquote, um... Uh, white rapper that um, what's the word I'm looking for when uh, you steal somebody's culture? Oh, like appropriate? Uh, yeah, a white rapper that appropriates like uh, um, black culture. Like, make him give him some he, give him some I, grunge. I will give Cena the benefit of the doubt. The, he went hardcore into that appropriation when he started, and that's why he was a heel. The same way Stone Cold was just like a shit-kicking redneck that was everybody was supposed to hate. They were guys everybody was supposed to hate, but they were so good oh, they gotta bring that people are like, I will look past your gimmick that I'm supposed to hate, and I'll love it. So then they kind of had to tone it down because they're like, I'm not actually this person. Like, right. It's just working too well for me. And I would think the head office would be like, well, he's testing very, very well. I think we need to scale him back so he's more marketable right i would imagine that's the case uh john's oh yeah beatles wrestling sure that's what we're on (laughs) sure sure oh my god well speaking of more jerk practice things did you see that there was speaking of something that's inaccessible and classic we got a new far side what does that mean did you see gary larson rolled out a new far side cartoon like a cartoon or a the first in twenty years? No, just a, a solo. I did not. I did not see it. Look it up. You won't get it because I don't know what it means. <laughs> oh well. Oh man. How can we? How can we uh, talk about it if if I don't see it here? You can look at it now. Yeah, we'll look at it if we have to. Uh, our side. No, I came out and I was like, "That's amazing," and I went, "I um, I don't." understand that's like in my uh, news feed now uh the new yorker your far side news feed that hasn't <laughs> right. worked in 20 years the far side.com i would imagine that's this um yeah they send me the new yorker uh, like uh their pick mm-hmm. of the week yeah or i guess new york is a weekly um magazine and i'm just like god damn it like it makes me they're so 
they're not even convoluted. They're so I just don't get them. So maybe I'm indulging, but too, I don't think so. Like, biscuit dry and acerbic for me. Like I like broad comedy. I like I like Three Stooges pie fights. Is it this comic that is uh, God it's like a next m- to an oven with the uh, the Earth coming hot and steamy out of the oven, and he says something tells me this thing's only half baked. No, I wish it was because I would, that gave me a hearty dad chuckle. The one I saw was it's like a um, it's like a, a a cow, like his classic cow. It's in like a dungeon, and it's a cow that looks very like very much like Igor of the like Doctor Frankenstein and Igor, and he's walking towards the shadow of a scientist working on an easel. Okay. And then I forget the tagline, and I was like, I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't know what I'm looking at. Oh, God. Maybe it was a reference to him making a new far side, so it was like a meta far side, but it was too, didn't uh, tickle, tickle me. Oh, here it is. I know this is going to bring it up. This is going to bring it up. So, okay. You've got a. Now describe it. Paint the okay, picture. Okay, I'll paint for the us. picture. You just heard Casey paint the picture, and let's see if you can get a third hand Bible story from Hans. Oh my god. Third hand far side story. Okay, so I see uh you're in yeah, you're in a classic Frankenstein's monster dungeon. You have a Oh, it's meta, Casey. See, that's what I Right? Right? It's he's Gary Larson is the it's like an I'm back, the, baby. He's the mad scientist. And going away is this lumpy cow. Like, he's trying to resurrect his his work. And he's not quite there yet. Because you see this shadow of this mad scientist. But it's definitely an mm-hmm. artist at an easel. And then you see yeah, this, yeah. like, Igor-like cow. I know you, you just described this walking away with, like, coffee and cookies. But he looks all... It's like an I'm back, baby, I think, which is very, like, okay, that's self-serving. What, that's what I I walked away from, and I was like, I, I get a good promo, but I was like, could you also have fall, followed it up with a nut? Like, give me some, give me a fresh far side as well. Right, right. The... I was looking for a gag. I was like, how's he bagging on Trump? Ooh, Casey, there's other ones that he debuted alongside it, though. Oh, did I miss him? Yeah. I just saw the... Oh, I gotta do my due diligence then. I hear I'm talking trash about the maestro. Oh my god, they're like all... They're super... Um, uh, they're interesting. I'll send you links. I mean, we we can't keep describing stuff on audio. This this <laughs> one's fun because it's a... Uh, this one's classic. Classic, like, this is for the dum-dums like me. It's a guy trying to hail a cab, but instead of saying taxi, he's saying taxidermist. And it's a taxi full of taxidermy animals. <laughs> okay. All so, right, we're getting up. It's there. Not one of my favorites. Okay. Uh, the- He's warming up. He's cracking his knuckles. I, I'll give him time. Oh, this is funny. This next one here, you see a classic dumb white guy, you know, the classic idiot uh, farmer guy in a truck. Mm-hmm. He's got his lights on. It's nighttime. He's about to go around a corner, and in the foreground, you see two greys, alien greys, hiding behind uh, a tree in, like, hunting gear, and they're waiting for him to turn the corner, and underneath the caption is, okay, Zorky, this one's all yours. 
take a deep breath, relax, and give him one shot, short blast. Remember, this is probe and release. <laughs> okay, nice. Okay, I think I saw that one. I just assumed it was old. Okay, so I've seen I've seen some new ones then. Oh, and then. Oh, and then the next one's kind of it. It falls short, so I won't even get into it. <laughs> the the cap. It's just bears putting honey on Cub Scouts sitting at a picnic table, and the Cub Scouts are on plates, and it says bears eating Cub Scouts. Oh, instead of Cub right, Scout that... cookies? No, that doesn't make sense. Bears eating Cub Scouts. I don't know. You know what? He's got a warm up. That's all it is. True. I mean, yeah. He's been out of the game for a while. I can't expect a five-star match if he's been in retirement for 20 years. Is that a bit of like, uh, is he, you know, you kind of put a little something out there to soften the critiques? Was that what the first one was doing? Like, I know I'm unveiling a few Igors Uh, here, but take it easy. You know I'm going to give you some, you know, some hot, hot I got a few stinkers. No, you're right. Maybe he's pre, like bringing the room down, you know, like before a set when someone's like, ah, it sucks. I'm just going to suck. It's going to suck. And I was like, why'd you spend 20 minutes telling me like the set you're going to do is going to suck. You should just done your set and let me judge it. Like, don't, don't color my perception with right. that. You think it's bad and you haven't really worked on it. And it's not, I get it. I've done that myself. Sure. I try not to do that. Oh yeah. Yeah. You don't want to, you don't, don't lower expectations. And then just hit them hard. Give them, give them your give best. Them what you got. Um, if you think it sucks, then don't put it out. Right, right, right. I hope, because I am a Gary Larson fan, I hope that his ass is sitting in quarantine, because he hasn't published one since 1995, cracking his knuckles. Jesus. But you know his work has been so prolific, he's done so much. Do you honestly think, like, like he hasn't, he's just like, well, now I'll start drawing and doing it again? Right. That dude's been doodling and sketching ideas stopped, yeah. since 95. Now he can just put a few out like every week without like like you know just click send literally like laying on his couch with Dorito crumbs like sure of course yeah although I would imagine he doesn't even have to send them anywhere he just puts them out in the thing and lets everybody else do talk the work. about them right yeah so good on him it's back they're gonna get hot maybe we'll have a Gary Larson <laughs> counter. <laughs> all right i'm, I'm i got a lower expectation that'll be our new here. that can be we can have a solid segment our third hand gary larson that's fun our third hand far side stories i gotta think henning's a larson fan right as i recall gotta be i would believe so gotta, gotta be. be henning's got that sense of humor totally i can't wait until he's like i loathe gary larson that'll make i'm a lockhart's man oh yeah i could see he what he's a beetle bailey man they love my Dick Tracy. They syndicate Beetle Bailey. Does the artist have to give? Like, when did Beetle Bailey come out? Like eighteen ninety five. Was Sherman reading it as he did? He use it as kindling for Atlanta. <laughs> Beetle, you idiot! Right? Yeah. It's like come it stuffed on. his tuxedo shoes to comfort his feet on the God. As he burned the South. Like who? Who in the world is in the cartoon editorial section? That's like, just keep pumping Bailey. Keep pumping. Give me Beetle. Give me Hagar. Hagar, yeah. Dagwood, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Dagwood. And don't get me wrong, I love a guy who... The the classic he trope of lazy man who loves sandwiches. Give it... I'll, I'll take it, but like, just draw, start drawing a new guy who likes sandwiches. Or instead of sandwiches, he likes... 
I don't know, chips or something, you know? <laughs> You're on Can't stop eating chips. Like, where's, where's, you know, where's Ragweed? He's on the roof <laughs> hiding from his wife eating Lay's. <laughs> Just a big old stack of, an impossibly high stack of Pringles. <laughs> right. Hey, Ragweed, what are you doing? You shingling the roof? Yeah! And then the next panel is like cut to the other side of the house and he's actually standing on the roof trying to make his ultimate Pringles Oh stack. no, I got you. I got you your primo ragweed. <laughs> you got the, the the bedraggled wife inside, maybe a neighbor or a kid. I don't know if they got kids. Right. And they're, and, and you, they're standing at the window and the kid is like, tis the season. And the mom's like, but it's only July. And then the next panel is ragweed on the on the roof eating chips it looks like it's snowing but it's chip crumbs man you already took care of the december 24th (laughs) done christmas is done and that's a big one people look (laughs) that's the big one that's the big one you're waiting you're you're reading you're you're, my that's my sunday color piece i got oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) but it's july 4th ragweed Oh my god, that's funny. He loves chips. And that's all whoever was pitching Dagwood was like, I don't know. He loves sandwiches more than his wife. Boom. The guy's like, <laughs> so do I. So do I. <laughs> a good sandwich. And he's got a shitty Hold the presses. Wait a minute. You said he's got a shitty boss? You're fired. <laughs> Fine, I'll take it to the Bailey folks. <laughs> Kathy, yeah, I don't know, like, and then the new comics, there's some cat with a big nose, (laughs) and, uh, (laughs) I mean, Dilbert, genuinely, and not to shit on anybody's art, because I know fucking dudes, again, use the word prolific, comes Mm -hmm. out with comics all the time, or maybe, oh yeah, I fucking hate Dilbert, it is not for me, who, if offices are so shitty, it's the it's the Roseanne of the comic strip world. <laughs> yeah. Don't like Roseanne is for the poor is to make you give you chills because you are poor or growing up poor. Or you, you're a kid and you're trying to <laughs> handle these emotions. And De- uh, not De- uh, Dilbert is for the people at Did the jobs fucking... that they never thought they would have. They always dreamed of not having. And they got to open the paper and they're like, oh, my God, they're lampooning. What I hate, and I'm at work in my cubicle reading Dilbert. In fact, at the company Christmas party that I didn't want to go to, somebody gave me one of those shitty desk calendars that's a Dilbert desk calendar. Oh, man. I feel like that's the only thing propping that dude up. Because he hasn't worked in an office for 40 years. (laughs) What, that, what do you mean, just the desktop? Douglas Adams. Oh, is that his name? I see, I'm, Douglas. Oh, yeah, no, he's like a prolific guy online. He's a fucking... Trump fucking quadroon. He's a bootlicker, man. Of course. He loves it. Of course. But I was like, you haven't worked in a tech off, like, unless he still works at, I could be way wrong. I, I, it's doubtful probably that he still works at a, a Silicon Valley, like web, like for web crawler or ask Jeeves or whatever. (laughs) What? You can answer this. You, I'm, it's totally different than what you do, but I'm sure you have more of an insight. So those syndicated strips, right? I know mm-hmm. syndicated yeah. means old strips, but is there such a thing as like 
the no, syndicated it concept and new people write them under that moniker of this is the narrative and the characters and everything. Does that work like uh, that? Oh, you mean if someone were to take over for like... so They still do new Dennis the Menaces, but it's not Hal Keachum that does it. It's like right the new guy. It's just a new guy who... Ghost Menaces. Yeah. Ghost Dennis's. Oh, yeah, totally. Because they're just selling the Dennis the Menace spot. They don't give a fuck who makes it as long as they're like, oh, yeah, that's perceived like real estate. Right. Because that was a better, better gig. Even like Jack Kirby, like all the like prolific comic book artists of the 60s and 70s, like they either wanted to work in advertising or would do a, a comic strip in the paper. Really? Because that was higher caliber and looked at better. Like you, they would get awards like the Cartoonist Guild before there was ever like anybody gave a shit about the guys who do comic books. Before like Eisner so awards. So there's like – like that was primo real estate and now like it's funny that it has shifted with technology because it's like nobody reads a newspaper anymore sure what is so you have your like city pages or village voicey things and that's like you get the more alternative like that red meat comics and and soon uh, joe millionaire soon to come ragweed ragweed throwback classic what um what's the deal with prince valiant what is that? You familiar with that? That was like the... Oh, yeah. No, totally. Uh, I think it's Hal Foster was his name. The creator. That was like legit. Like before comic books. Like that was the thing. Like you would have full page um, like Prince Valiant comics in the Sunday funnies. And it was like full on action. Okay. Because that's also where um, uh, Will Eisner did the spirit. Yes, I'm. Yes, which was never a comic book. It was always in the newspaper, but it was the spirit was like a your classic sort of gumshoe looking guy, but he had the domino mask like a superhero, and he just was a sort of Dick Tracy sleuth. Now is that this? That's the same concept as Dick Tracy, right? That started as a comic strip serial. Yeah, correct? same thing. Yeah, it was all in the paper. So Prince Valiant and like uh, Nemo and his adventures in Slumberland, like. That has kind of had a resurgence. That's from the 20s, and that stuff is, like, so cool and weird and intricate. Well, that's the thing about Prince Valiant, because, so if it used to have a full page and you were following an arc, but now they print, like, five panels out of context. Have you? Oh, do they still they do, still, like, out of context Prince Valiant? Why do they do that? Like, what's the... Because it's not even in context. It, it doesn't follow. Some guy I just goes, uh, page seven. Because it doesn't follow page six from the weekend funnies before. So that's so isn't weird. that fucking crazy? Because I think they don't like they don't give a shit. Right. It must just. And if they had something else to put there, they would. They, they are out of gas. I think maybe it's a contractual thing. Uh, no gasoline alleys to print, maybe. Right. Or you, I ain't paying that gasoline alley asshole. Gasoline alleys out of oh my dogs are going crazy. I'm not sure why. Gasoline Alley, because they're Alley fans. They know I'm about to hit them hard. Isn't Gasoline Alley's out of context always, too? Or is it just so eccentric that it's meant to break my brain? I think it is, because there was a, a chunk of time when I was in middle school, and I tried to collect the the daily funnies and then the Sunday funnies to, like, 
And then I would tape them in a notebook so then I would have like reference three weeks worth of Dick Tracy's and read the full story. Wow. Awesome. And it was just it, it I hadn't thought about it in 20 plus years since you talked about it. But that's why I stopped because I was like they always felt out of context and they're just like hap dash like the weekly ones would be like Dick Tracy talking to somebody for three panels and then he'd be like what you read the next day and then it's three panels of him getting into the car but then also talking about what he had just talked about so then when you finally compiled them all it was just this super weird echo chamber redundancy of the same thing and I was like I just want to see him getting a gunfight with flat top right but nothing I think when you tell your daughter that when you grew up you used to cut out comic strips, paste them into a notebook, From... leave them be, and then read them three weeks later. Because you sound like you're in a Gene Shepard short story. Like, she'll be like, oh, Dad right, no, was yeah. in the Depression. <laughs> like, I mean, that's some awesome <laughs> shit. Like, that's some dedication. But, like, that just made me feel... Because trying to think of stuff I would do like that. Like, I used... Like, I used to... T- remember tracing paper? Obviously, tracing paper. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I used to trace my um, coloring books with tracing paper and then color the oh, tracing yeah. paper to keep the first to one save pristine. The... Oh, yeah. So it's oh, like, shit, yeah, yeah. Like, that shit just made me feel so old because everything is so... Like, everything is so temporary now. Like, Ruby has a hundred yeah. coloring books that she'll just walk up to me and be like, thanks, asshole, and just rip it in front of me. And just, just rip them to pieces, throw yeah. Throw it away. Like, all the books my mother, like, kept, like, she must have hit me constantly because I was, a sh- I'm sure, a kid just like Ruby, mm-hmm. like, slapping me, like, to keep these books in such pristine condition because it's a full-time job to, like, like give your daughter, she has, like, a bunch of my old books, like, not to just have her rip page just- out page out like she's in the langoliers as bronson pinchot mm-hmm. it's crazy but like now it's just shit is just so disposable. no it's funny because ashley and i were talking about that because harvey doesn't really like coloring books really like she's gotten into paint she likes to paint because sure. it's more deliberate whereas marker she just fucks off and like draws on herself draws on yeah. furniture or like just and I was I was just telling Ashley, like, I still have, like, I remember, like, coloring books. If if I found a coloring book, like, one in particular, and I kept it just because it was cool and I didn't color in it at all, was a Universal Monsters coloring book. Nice. And it was so precious to me that I was like, oh, I just can't. <laughs> yeah. Because I know I'm going to make it look bad. Yeah, and yeah. I would do like you, like, put a piece of paper over it and then, like, do a practice color. Like, I remember it broke my heart that I had to, like... I finally just like it was <laughs> I've soiled it like I had a Batman Returns coloring oh book and I thought the illustrations in it were so cool but I tried to faithfully color Batman and it was just black so everything was just like just this amorphous just black blob <laughs> and I couldn't in my head like just be like he could be fucking purple he could be pink he could be right. orange right. it doesn't matter just but I was like but he's black in the movie and it looked like shit. <laughs> God. Oh my God. You know, I just like threw it away. Cause I, in my mind I had ruined it. It was ruined. Yeah, you can't erase it. And there was black. no fun in coloring just everything black. And you're like, Oh, it's the building. It's black, black. <laughs> and it's just this. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> 
that, just this thing. Oh god, that makes me think of. But two I was so precious things. about yes. it. Like oh, so uh, you just jogged two memories that were deep. This is fun. Um, one, we'll go off. We'll go in reverse order. So first, the Batman. It wasn't Batman Returns. It was the original Batman. Those action figures. I can picture all of them. And I had a oh, Bob yeah. with kick action. Um, Bob was the. These were Batman action figures based Bob on the, the goon. 1989 movies. Bob the Goon. Captain. Classic. Captain there was Queen. what five figures, yeah. and one of them was just Bob, Bob the, goon. the Goon. And then, so I got Bob the Goon first. Who knows? I think I was always. Oh, he was I the was one always, you could find. Yeah, maybe that's it. Very readily <laughs> right. in any Woolworths just get me or Kmart with a Batman uh, packs black packaging. But so you know what? This is second iteration. So there's the original five, and then the, they mm. must have done well because then they came out with figures that had a little more action to them, and the Joker mm. had like a grappling hook or something, or he he could you could swing him, and I remember I got it. I was like, oh my god! Like so, I had two figures, and I got the yeah. Joker figure, and that's come on that you and I I think we're talking about. It. I'm a Nicholas man, you know? Yeah, G- give me a break. Got the Joker figure, went to Millette, which is the grade school I lived a few blocks from. At the time, it was all steel and cement. Steel and yeah. cement. And for whatever reason... I feel like you can see this coming down Main Street. Right. What's going to happen? i just standing on the basketball court, and uh, I don't know why. I just got the impulse, and I was like, this is the best figure ever. And out of excitement, I just threw it in the air, and it fell down, <laughs> and it shattered like... Like porcelain and i remember having the feeling two two feelings one i was devastated but two growing up the way we grew up i was like well i'm just gonna go down saint Antill and hitch the next train because if i go home <laughs> with this figure broken that i probably yeah. bugged my parents relentlessly for weeks for and they finally bought it for me it was probably five bucks or and something then you- and I broke it. And then it just to them, you smashed it. To them, you yeah. just They don't know. Yeah. They just went, oh, you begged me for this, and I shilled out my hard-earned money. We're living Roseanne life. Yeah. And then you went, yeah, thanks. <laughs> so uh, it was just devastating. And I remember those those were the figures that they had. the uh, the It was four limbs, uh, a pelvic chassis, and a torso, and I guess a head, and it was all connected with the, the bands, the rubber bands, right? So oh, like band. the G.I. Joe, yeah. so you can yeah. like. So, oh, devastating. And then getting, so that was that thing in the Batman thing and, and breaking something you hold so dear. Coloring books. I was too old to have this coloring book. It became, I it, it has to be somewhere because I treated it so gingerly, mm-hmm. but yet I can't think, I, I haven't seen it in 30 years. And it brings me to where I got it. So we can go off many things. I don't think a lot of our listeners may know what a pancake feed is. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. <laughs> a pancake feed. I mean, if you just take it at face value, you're probably not too far off. But <laughs> so It's not just a ditch full of pancakes <laughs> but, where you eat till you pass but out. But it is. But it is. So pancake feeds were something put on by like the legion or the bfw but generally yeah. whatever Lutheran Lutheran church affiliation you oh, were yeah. norwegianly a member of and so this pan what, like twice annually like a like a 
a fall and then like a sp- it still has to be a little chilly out. Oh, oh, and they were hey, and I'm not coming down on them. It's just something yeah. I hadn't thought of in a long time. No, they yeah. were amazing, and these pancake these were the pancake feeds at the time where you had, I mean, you had pancakes that you know fake sugary ass syrup, some butter. That's all you need on pancakes. Yeah, you, it's five bucks. Oh, yeah. You eat as many pancakes as you want. You don't need which you is don't the need fruit or chocolate in no, them. It's not a pancake bar. It's a giant <laughs> skillet where whatever you know church goers that drew the short straw that month or the long straw you know because at our church you had to Mm -hmm. you better commit your ass to two weeks a year of handing out of shaking hands corona style shaking those hands and then hanging out afterwards to pick up the 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 you know the pamphlets that people left behind in the pews per the membership like you said didn't your family have to like be greeters a couple times a year yes you're and hand out the st- and then clean up everything afterwards because you know the old wet-haired Van Heels showed up late, <laughs> all wet hair. Nobody had their wet bulletins. Down, wet. My burgundy shirt was soaked. <laughs> from my who's who's on greeting today? We're we're behind uh, the Van Heels. None of us know how to make coffee. Yeah, just what is this? Slop? So it's just like, like the pissy coffee that's like. They clearly don't make coffee at their house. This is terrible. It's free, by the way. Put out the cookies, but they're Instead not put out coffee, appropriately. Cookies, it's just saltines and a jar of peanut butter. <laughs> so a pancake feed got it. is put on. Um, but, oh, what I was getting at. So you got the pancakes. You got the sugar syrup, the fake syrup. You got the butter. You're good to go. Paper plates. But it also had two things. Full-on, full-fat milk out of one of those McDonald's-like um, what do you call them? Carafes? What jugs? They look like Gatorade jugs. Oh, with the little yeah, where you push the, the button spigot. and it comes out of yeah. the spigot. So you had your yep, choice yep, of yep. milk. Obviously, adults had coffee, and then in South Dakota, when you turn ten, you have coffee with a hundred packs of sugar and nineteen creamers. Oh in yeah. It. Um, but then also because I can't get the taste out of my mouth right now of pancakes, syrup, butter, and the kids would have. Oh, you gotta man. have your milk. You gotta have your whole milk. But you also have to have your McDonald's supplied orange drink. That was also oh, there because it wasn't orange juice. It was the orange drink. No, no. Yeah. Oh, my God. Which is like that clear orange. Yep. It's like it's like amber. <laughs> like, you, know, you see a mosquito frozen in There's it. There's no just like... substance to it. It just tastes uh-uh. like water and color. It's like it's just yes. so strange. Uh, the way like so a paint or a crayon down. smells it's so weird it's the most synthetic uh, they should put it in a jet fuel it's just uh, polymers so this pancake feed was at an abandoned store in the mall i i feel like <laughs> like a this was before store. a sports bar went in there that's called it's not called tj maxx bj's is that called sound for no it was um Fuck, what was it? Mr. T's. There was a sports bar and grill in the mall. It has nothing to do with the, the famous Mr. T. Which is this amazing because my fam- story's about to get there. Holy shit. This is meant to be this 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 meandering. Uh, Mr. T's, by the way, I'm not knocking him. Not a bad burger, not a bad set of fries. Mm-hmm. Had a circular bar in the middle, as I think, with uh, only in South Dakota, those uh, countertop uh, gambling machines. Oh, you yeah. lose your oh, dollars. Yeah. Any corner there. Yep. Instead of like you go into, uh, I don't know. I don't know what a sports 
themed bar is now? What's the big one? Maybe TGI Fridays has the sports shit on the walls. ESPN Zone, like uh, fucking what's the wing place? Yeah, uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. Dubs. Um, they have like actual sports memorabilia. Not TJ. No, I keep saying TJ Maxx. Not BJ. Not T. T Mr. T's. They just Mr. had T's. very fanciful stock footage paintings of one baseball player painting, one football player painting, oh, one yes, hockey player yep. painting. You just gotta cover all the sports, generic painting. Sure. You never know. Watercolors. You never know if you're gonna have a hockey fan, a wrestling fan. I mean, I'm talking singlet like singlet headgear, take them down. Greco Roman. I'm talking yeah, yeah. A cauliflower ear wrestling. So but I think before that was put in it was just an open mall lot. And we had our pancake feed in there. And something unique about this pancake feed is somebody had a stand and they were selling oversized coloring books. And my dad uncharacteristically shelled out two bucks for an oversized a team. He was all juiced up on that syrup. Right. He's got that yeah, sugar high, got his orange drink, threw, making it rain. Threw down a couple bucks and I got an oversized A team coloring book. Oh, which that's is a good one. Just, I can picture the pages because I didn't put it, I didn't color it at all. And I was, because I was. Put a pigment on that. Because instead of coloring, I just dreamed. Because I was like, someday, <laughs> someday, that's what I did too. I'll color it's it like, in right when I got the money for frames. And I'll frame them in my the Oval Office. <laughs> you know Trump's got some framed howdy duties hanging oh, in his in the Oval God. Office right now. Oh man, that was just like those came rushing. Holy crap! Back like I love that you have the same weird neuroses. I don't. I don't know what it was about the Watertown public school system, but I if I had that coloring book. And it was something I loved. I would not. I like. I did like you. I just would dream. Yeah. I just wish I had the right green pigment for this. I wish I knew how to shade. Just look. And that's that's the thing. I'm sure it was like this <laughs> with comic fuck? books for you. Like God forbid you ripped a page or you know like. Oh just, yeah. No. And it, like for me with like baseball cards like. I only got so much snap case money. For those of you listening, there's snap cases, mm-hmm. screw cases, really overly done protective gear for your baseball cards. But oh, yeah. they're for a kid who collects baseball cards, they're relatively expensive. So if I got a good card and I didn't have snap case money, that card just you disappeared. Have the, I just the thin plastic. Yeah. Oh yeah, over it, and then that's the sock, and then you slip it in the nice right. plastic case. So that was that's your five dollar card. I just wouldn't enjoy my baseball cards because I didn't have the case money for them. So they just went in one of those boxes that I I can, you know, that are a box. You buy them flat. Mm -hmm. They pop them up. They got the panels in it. You put your cards in comics. You know it. You're the the guy who supplied me with my boxes. (laughs) I mean, they're so they're just so iconic. Um, But yeah, I didn't even enjoy them because I knew. I had like a good card panel and the reason they were good cards is because they looked cool and they were enjoyable and they had foils. But if I'm picking them up with grubby mitts and bending corners and shit. Pancake feed fingers. Or if I got a good card finally. And so part of baseball card collecting, because I'm sure everybody's riveted, is placement of your card. And if the machine's cutting cards, cut it fucked up. You get a bad cut, it takes all these points off its worth and everything. So you'd be like, oh my god, I finally got a Mattingly Don Ross 
and it's like <laughs> Don Russ. It's got his yes. feet cut off, of course, or something stupid. <laughs> God. Oh man. Uh, no, I. That's so funny because I hadn't thought like you talking about cards, and like I've been watching. Now it's on Netflix. We've been watching The Last Dance. Oh right. Which I can tie in now that we're speaking about. We're talking about Batman. We're talking about the good old days. I can't tell you how happy that sequence in episode two of The Last Dance with Jordan just dunking on people, (laughs) gnarly passes, and they were playing Princess Party Man. It was like a car crash in my brain. (laughs) I was like, this is the most perfect thing I've ever laid my eyes on other than my child. Like that sequence with that song and the the amount of nostalgia that was pumping through my old fucking gummed up brain. I was just like, this is this is a thing of beauty. At that point, that's I remember specifically because Meg watched. It I was like, me. this is party, man. Meg loves basketball. She, obviously, she grew up outside of Boston. She's a Celtics fan. Um, but like those dunks, I don't think she would just had recalled. She just wasn't a TV junkie like. So I don't want to say she wasn't yeah. into basketball like me, because I'm sure she was. But um, every one of those iconic dunks, or most of them, I'm trying to, like, I recognize the dunk. So then the music mm-hmm. on top of it. So Meg was just like, oh, my God, this is like, this song is amazing. This is perfect. She basically said, yeah. like you. But it's basically perfect. she looked over at me, and I had a tear in my eye. Like eating <laughs> chips. I was like, this, is, this can't get better. This can't. Ragweed's crying over here. God, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Watching old dunks crying, eating his chips. Oh God, the only thing, and and then yeah, and then and then he goes away. We could really make Ragweed a true dumb dad. It could literally be oh, called dumb, the dumb dad, no dumb of Ragweed, or the dad dumb of Ragweed. Dad dumb, D A D U M B, because collect hot sauce. He he still won't yeah. get rid of his DVDs. Loves chips, <laughs> dunks. I mean, ragweed is like, and I think I, and I'm not even, I get the humor in it, but it's like, I get that people, you could put it in like a liberal lib mag and people would be like, this is ironic. I just want to see what kind of chips ragweed eats, eats next. I'm genuinely down with ragweed. I mean, that's always your, your evergreen strip is anytime like a new chip flavor like that's the go-to gag is like he's a sour cream and onion man but then you can do a gag about the new sour cream and onion flavor <laughs> yeah i want to see Just that like, strip oh but some of the, every every once maybe in a while. he's never satisfied that's his bag the reason he eats so many chips is not because he's a glut he just loves chips and has yet to find the chip the flavor the consistency. Wait. He's like the, he's the Quixote, Don Quixote of chips. He's always tilting at these chip windmills because he's looking for the chip. I got, I got it perfect for you, Case. First panel. Ragweed is sitting at the dinner table. <laughs> His wife's got salads out for him. And Ragweed goes, what is this? She goes, we're on a diet. We're eating salads. Then you show Ragweed begrudgingly, like, feeding... Or no, you show Ragweed sneaking... Next panel, sneaking salad bits to the dog, right? 
And then the next panel, you see Ragweed beaming because he's reaching for a sneak and a bag of chips, right? Last panel, you see him reaching through the bag of chips, right? Because his wife's cut the bottom (laughs) and snuck some salad in there. And he's pulling out a salad (laughs) and he's just, you know, I don't know, takes a bite. These taste different. (laughs) Sour cream and radish. I don't know. Oh. I, I would, before that, that, that went south. I, I, I pictured the best. I just was going to say, how many panels are we going to see of ragweed reaching through the bottom of through, a bag? Through of a bag. Like, I mean, that's, that's a good gag. Ragweed. I like that gag. Yeah. The, the an endless, ba- like, honey, come to bed. When I'm done with this one bag, <laughs> through the bottom <laughs> and do another, another bag. bag. Oh, my God. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Oh, that's, that's his stick, man. The the bottomless bag. Sorry. What about a, a what about a uh, uh, like a really out there panel where he's reaching into a bag and the next panel he pulls out like a full um, uh, floor length lamp or whatever. And then the last panel is Mary Poppins standing there with her arms crossed. She goes, I taught him everything he knows. <laughs> hey man, I'm not throwing it out. I'm not saying no. It's, like, it's ragweed, man. That's our Disney tie-in. I mean, we got to get that Disney. Oh, yeah. one. If we want a ragweed ride or a ragweed chip specialty chip stand at Disney, that you're I mean, you, oh, yeah. you selling twelve bags of ragweed chips. Come on. Oh yeah, ragweed brand. Just he's he's the chip. He's the face of chips. You you're not wrong. Ragweed catches fire. You got ragweed chips. You just do. You gotta. You gotta roll out the chips right. Don't do it wrong. You gotta partner up with the right chip people. Don't just put his face on a bag of lays for a week. Don't Star Wars it. Come out with ragweed reads. We originals. Brand. brand it. Brand Which it. is just the leavings of all different chips. So you get like part of a Pringle, part of a wavy lays. <laughs> you can you can branch out. It's got to become like a Newman's own. You gotta lie like Paul Newman yeah. and say it's going to charity, and then people buy that shit up like crazy. It was <laughs> the charity it was of my wallet, of my natural lights in the garage. <laughs> yeah. For those, apparently Paul Newman drank it. He was a case beer man. I love that Paul Newman was just a case of beer a day, man. Him and uh, just crushing. <laughs> Crushing Miller lights all day. And like that's a thing. He was a sitting in his garage. Yeah, Alice Cooper was oh, also yeah. a beer, a beer. Oh, he was. That's right. Yeah, he he had. That's not beer funny, drunk. Alice like, Cooper, he didn't man. Drink anything but beer until it got on top of him. That's fucking dedicate. That's ragweed dedication. That's a lot. That's a ragweedy amount of beer. Yeah. Yeah. To get that skunky donkey drunky because that's after that many years like. Your stomach, dude. Like, it's making my stomach hurt, yeah. like, how bloated I yeah. would be. Like, I get bloated after, like, two regular beers, let alone, like, gotta keep trucking, dude. And as I recall, again, they were very specific about how they they were brand men, and their brands were, like, old Milwaukee, you know? Old, yeah, or what's that, old style? Well, yeah. Or Blatt's? Your Paul New- cause, and that, But that was before the, you know, that was before the beer craze of now like the the exotic beers of that time even would have been like what is this called from a... heineken and it was 19 dollars. right what's well, true like each you your region had its own sort of like crappy yeah beer which so is like that's thing. what it was like 
Hey, I'm in Minneapolis tonight. I want to see... Ooh, I've never... Red Label? <laughs> I'll give it a try. Uh, Grain Belt. And it tastes like whatever... Grain Belt, that's yeah. what it was called. Grain Belt, yeah. Because I feel like... Because Red Label was a big one, but I got a feeling Red Label was like... Kansas or something. Something. Yeah. Just watch out. It was the Gulf or something. Just watch, just watch out. I mean, you feel like South Dakota was old Milwaukee, but 100%. maybe that's just no, me. No, it is. It was. No doubt about it. Just because that's what my dad drank? Yeah, no doubt. About it. And, but w- that you bring that up, it is, that is not, that is American in the fact that it was all terrible beers regionally. But, like, in Germany, they still do it. Like, literally every township has their unique brewery. And yeah. people support them, like, the way you used to put out milk containers, or whatever, people will have their beer. Oh, if they drink sure. beer, your local brewery knows you on their route and you put out the empty bottles because they use like, because they're local. They're like crafty. They use mm-hmm. your bottles. They bring them back. They, you know, sanitize them, do everything they got to do, steam them, and they fill them with that exact same beer. And as you go to each township, they just have their brewery, but they're all like amazing beers sure they're all well i guess it makes sense for regionally like even going back hundreds and hundreds of, of years like if you don't use the grain you farm it's garbage exactly so let's turn it into beer which uses it doesn't preserve you can't eat it but you can make money off of it sure you're drinking it like it's something and it's even if you're like you do some travel and you go to this place you know two days away by horse and they have this amazing beer, you're probably not going to bring it back with you because it's going to be shitty. You're not going to order it. You're not going to have some... Right. Maybe maybe if you're Thomas Jefferson or something, and you can keep it chilled by little boys blowing, like with mint leaves blowing on it to keep it chilled. But like, yeah, that shit's not going to travel. So of course your local beer is going to be your local beer. But in... Well, I, and you're right. I feel like, why would you take it with you? You have yours at home. I'll have what you have here because it's here. Like, who's going to put, like, well, let me put one of these bottles of beer in my pocket so I can drink it on the road. Right. So it's as warm as my blood because it's been in my fucking back pocket the whole time. It sounds like me leaving, like, whatever party I wasn't invited to. Like, all right, it's everybody's oh, done. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got to put two of these on my, for my walk home. Take- just a couple warms. Oh, that's so, uh, um, fuck, I just, uh, I just lost it. Warm beer. Jefferson, it doesn't matter. It's gone for the ages. It was good too. Mm-hmm. It'll be in your next ragweed. Yeah, <laughs> anything that gets away ends up in ragweed. Oh, yeah. It's a it's a real dumpster catch. It's not. I want to see some ragweeds, Henny. Put it down there. We got to do some sketching for him. Yeah, I know. We need some character development. As simple as sim. Keep it sim. Super sim. Oh yeah. Got to work on our chip gags. Uh, you you take care of the you take care of the outlines. Chip gags, done. You'll have a hundred by tomorrow. <laughs> They'll be on your desk in the morning. <laughs> I need chip gags right now. Have you seen these numbers for ragweed? We haven't been selling chips in months. Where's where's the popcorn tie-in? Yeah, what is, what is, yeah, I don't know what, Rag, that's probably his, an iced his, tea man, he's an Arizona His father-in-law man. is a popcorn guy, that's why they don't see eye to eye. That, he's a, oh my god, that's 
fucking ragweed's all chips. Hilarious. Old man, keep your popcorn. <laughs> and popcorn is slightly a little older generation treat. Um, yeah, I really I was never a huge pop like I would at the movies, but there is that divide of like needing pop like my grandfather got popcorn every single uh sporting event that he Watertown sporting event he'd go to. Oh, the old always the old had box. a box of popcorn. Yeah. Oh, he got get two because he'd have one during the game and then he'd take one with him on the way home so he could eat popcorn in the car. No, thank you. Because they I'm didn't like, even have Grandpa, the... I want my chips. <laughs> <laughs> chips at a basketball game. Sure. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, no thank you, that popcorn. Didn't even have the movie theater butter. It had, yeah, can't do it. Can't do it. Meg, made, Meg makes good popcorn and she'll make it at night if we're going to watch something, you know? Mm-hmm. And Yeah. But like, and Ruby loves it, obviously. So today at like 11, Ruby's like, popcorn? Popcorn? And Meg's like, okay, I'll get you popcorn. And I was in the kitchen and she walked in. I was like, oh, you're getting a popcorn. I opened the drawer kind of looking for like bagged popcorn. Mm-hmm. She's like, no, I'm going to make it. And I was like, what? No. You're going to make no. make popcorn in the middle of the day? It's, what? It's what for are you night. doing? It's a night treat. <laughs> <laughs> There's the episode name. Popcorn is a night treat. <laughs> popcorn Meat is a night treat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fucking funny. <laughs> Oh, that, no, that's go. for night. Popcorn is a night treat. There you go. Because <laughs> it's true. Do you want to meet someone who's eating popcorn for lunch? Fuck no. Keep walking. It's like a Keep it's like a guy walking. who's eating chips at the movies. Excuse me. <laughs> no, I brought. Ch- Do you guys have chips? I brought my. That's right. That's ragweed. He brings his own chips, and then each panel's like crinkle, crinkle, crinkle. <laughs> uh, that's actually that's an old classic. There is a Family Guy bit like that. But old Ragweed brings his chips. We can do a meta one where Always. he's watching the episode of Family Guy eating chips. Of Family Guy. Chips. And he goes, that that looks like me. <laughs> I'm a chip man. Popcorn is a night treat. <laughs> Popcorn is a night treat. And it's, not, nothing's, nothing's been truer. Did I, uh, it's amazing. This was fun. I didn't, I don't, I have no need to hit this 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 list I had to to of discussions, putting it in the ragweed pile. Cause, Same, cause I got a, a list of stuff, but it was like it could it, it's all it all can stay. Yeah, yeah keeper, keeper. The only thing, uh, let me think. I got a jerkpractice.com is up and pumping. I want to see some just back. Baby. I want to see some ragweeds on there. We got to get our ragweeds on there. Uh, I had my variation on Garfield called Greenfield. Yes. It's just a fat naked guy that wears oven mitts and acts like Garfield. You have uh, your your play on the Lockhorns. Oh yeah, oh husband, oh, oh wife, husband, oh wife. Let's give some repost. Pop that on jerkpractice.com so people can start seeing. Throw it. them over, yeah. Um, you can go to jerkpractice.com to link to some masks Casey's designed. Look close, mm-hmm. and you'll get excited. Uh, <laughs> at that same thing. Uh, on uh, personofmerit.com on T Public, which is Casey's design, you can get like shirts and shit of a dump, bunch of other stuff, which I actually hadn't seen a bunch, and I got some treats coming our way for Ruby, which is going to be fun. So, nice, awesome. Um, there's that's available. Keep an ear out for probably the next episode. Old Hen's going to be on, and he's promised to quiz. Yeah. We got a lot of good stuff. Quiz. In the we'll works. have to we'll have to bring it bring it for Hen. Bring it. 
I'll have to dig up some space stuff. I I got a my backlog of. Last time we all were together, he requested more science talk, and I was like, okay. And then. <laughs> I got a quiz. I got a quiz for you guys. Got to save it for save it for Henning, because Hans and I don't like science. Science is a smarty guy treat. Uh, yeah, we're wrestling folk here. Come on. <laughs> uh, quiz coming up, you guys. Henning, you're on notice. Is it a dag or is it a rag? I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you if it I'm gonna give you a premise of a strip and tell me if it's a ragweed or if it's an original dagwood. Um, the only thing I will do is it will all be chip related. So if there's a sandwich, it'll be chips. You tell me if it's a ragweed or a dagweed or a dagwood. Well, no, I don't know about the chip thing. Either way, it's gonna be good. Tell me if it's a dag yeah. or a rag. And then I'll then I'll do one where I'll third hand explain. Is it? Is it nearsighted or farsighted? Oh, nice. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, I'll try. I'll see if I can come up with something if it's not. You got a, you got a lot right. of good stuff on the plate, folks. Ooh. We're making a lot of promises that we... Kate? They may be nighttime treats. We don't know. We'll find you out. You and I got to stay alive. We better hook these podcasts up to some electrical wires and sit on... <laughs> Bruce Lee. Put them into our chair pads and sit on them we're gonna have the strongest butt cheeks in the industry we don't get doobie sick on this podcast is that what you said (laughs) doob sick that's what it was doob sick hippies like bruce lee bank man he's doob sick man all right you ragweed originator all right dude well i guess it's uh i love you and there's nothing you can do about it you ragweeds you eat your chips eat eat your chips Man, I hope chip sales go up tenfold after this podcast. We'll see. We're going to see a JP spike on the old chip market. We could get, yeah. I'll reach out to some chip sponsors. Hansi, get your potato futures in order. (laughs) That's insider trading. I didn't stop recording yet. (laughs) Jerk practice, jerk practice. Sketch boys love to reminisce. Yeah. Times like these, you listening, Lee? When I like to turn to the good book for comfort. Let me recite to you one of my favorite verses from the New New Testament. Book of Gary, verse 39. And the bovine donned a hat and apron for which to prepare a feast. And the other bovine doth come, and yet they did not eat, Lee. For the feast was a feast on bovine. And the guest saith, you're sick, Larry. Real sick. <laughs> In Gary Larson's name we pray. <laughs> and if we fall this day, may he lead us to the far side. <laughs> <laughs>